commandeer a corner table at our small town diner. Just five or six old men throwing out corny old one-liners. They pat the heads of children, give friendly nods to strangers. They sure seem quick to laugh, makes you think they're slow to anger. Those guys were frontline brothers, their lives depended on each other. They were soldiers long before they were men. Yeah, the ones that somehow survived came home, went on to build their lives, never charging us a penny for the debt we owe to them. But you can almost smell the gun smoke, the foxholes that they share on the days they raise their coffins and toast the empty chairs. Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis and all parts northeast, south, and west. 
We welcome you in. This is the Kevin Slayton Show, but it is really the King's Court, the Window World King's Court, on KevinSlaytonShow.com. And you can listen live here every morning. You can also hear the podcast right here on our website every day. You can hear that podcast on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. We bring you the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. We do it every day. It's hard work to find the facts and the evidence, but that's what we do. Our research assistant and other people help us out quite a bit, and so we're very happy and thankful for that. But we bring you the finished product, truth, backed by fact and evidence, always. It's the only way to do it. If you can't do it that way, go somewhere else. And if you tuned in here by mistake and you thought you might hear some liberal nonsense, you came to the wrong place. But if you want to be educated on what's going on with truth and you're a liberal, you've come to the right place. Open your mind and you'll hear the truth. And there's so many places to go with it today because there's so many lies that people are telling. The Biden clan, the crime family, they lie every day as if it's just normal. Karine Jean-Pierre, their resident liar, lies every day as if it's normal. She's born to lie. It's gotten so bad now that when she's asked any question whatsoever, even if they asked her, what color is the sky in your world? Her answer would be, well, the president has said many times, and let me make it clear, he takes documents seriously. That would be her answer to everything. Are the Chinese going to invade Taiwan? Well, the president takes the documents very seriously. Let me be clear about that. He said so. Is Biden going to run again in 2024? Well, the president takes the documents very seriously, and I can assure you of that. He's been saying that all along. That's all she says. She's a wind-up doll. Just wind her up and let that loop keep playing. Between taking documents seriously and the inadvertence defense, now they have a new defense. It's called the cooperation defense. So as long as you cooperate, you're cool. Remember, I've used the bank robber analogy. And uh, John Ratcliffe, uh, the DNA head, or DNI head under Donald Trump, will be along this morning. He uses the same analogy. These people listen to this show. I swear they do. I swear they do. We live in a world that is populated by criminals like George Soros, who's trying his best to ruin this country and bring it to its knees, and liberals go along with that. I'm sure the CIA could find something on George Soros, couldn't they? Put him away for good? He's a traitor, just for openers. Treason seems to be the thing going around these days on the part of the liberals, though. They don't seem to be bothered by treasonous acts at all. It's just fine. Well, you're going to hear a lot of Biden taking documents seriously, but it smacks of a cover-up, as many have suggested. This cover-up makes Richard Nixon's cover-up look like child's play. Because in this particular cover-up, Biden has the aid and assistance of the FBI. The same FBI, which, by the way, just had to have one of their own arrested at the airport in Washington when he returned from Sri Lanka, Christopher McGonagall. And apparently this dude had been, even though he was working on the major task force in the FBI, he was also working with the Russians. Remember, it was the FBI that claimed that Donald Trump was in bed with the Russians, along with Hillary Clinton and all the lies and the fake dossier. And despite $40 million of investigations, they found out he wasn't. But guess who was? Christopher McGonigal, top-ranking FBI agent. Now, after they arrested him, Christopher Wray, who presides over the most corrupt FBI in its history, even more corrupt than it was under J. Edgar Hoover, issues a statement saying the way we maintain the trust and confidence of the American people is through our work, showing when all the facts come out that we stuck to the process and we treated everyone equally. This guy actually has the nerve to say this. Even when it's one of our own, the FBI will go to great lengths to investigate and hold accountable anyone who violates the law, including when the individual is an FBI employee. Well, if that's the case, why aren't you arresting yourself? 
Because, Christopher Ray, you have violated the law. You've conspired with corporations in this country, big tech specifically, to alter elections. That's against the law. But you did it. You didn't care. Care about the law? What do you mean the trust of Amer- the American people? You don't have the trust or confidence of the American people. That's been gone long ago. You can thank Comey for starting that cycle. For me, it started a lot sooner, back with Louis Free. But every one of these directors of the FBI is criminal. They're all corrupt. And you say, well, they can't all be corrupt. Yeah, they can be. And they are. And the evidence has backed it up through years and decades. They're liars. They're political animals. They're not law enforcement. They selectively target people, and if they didn't do that, why are all of these January 6th people who were down at the Capitol doing pretty much nothing suffering lengthy jail sentences, have had their lives ruined, their lives of their families turned upside down, and none of the people that burned police cars, burned government buildings, murdered people in the streets, burned buildings to the ground... None of them are facing serious jail sentences or any other kind of punishment. Why is that if you're so confident that the American public believes in you, Christopher Wray? We don't. We believe you're a liar. We believe you're corrupt. We believe you're a traitor. We believe your agency is the Gestapo. That's what we believe. I'm not alone. Ask anybody on the street if they trust the FBI. The answer will be a resounding no. And it's because of people like Christopher Ray. But you're going to hear reporters pressing Karine Jean-Pierre, the little black lesbian, like they've never pressed her before. Finally, the media is waking up to what a criminal Biden is. I'm assuming that the media, which carried his water for so long, and still does, but I'm assuming that a portion of the media finally got fed up being used, being made to look the fool, being played, and so they're finally wanting some answers. It's just not Peter Ducey anymore. And what does the White House do? They they trot out this little nerd by the name of Ian Sams, who's the White House counsel spokesperson, to tell some more lies. It's a great thing. Here's how bad it is for Biden. Dick Durbin, appropriately named if ever there was somebody, Pocahontas and Schiff are all turning on Biden. You'll hear them turn on him right here. But Ian Sams offers up the cooperation defense, and John Ratcliffe will shoot that around. You're going to hear a sitting Senator Chris Coons lie so easily it frightens you. He knows he's lying, and he lies anyway. Pretty scary. Gasoline prices have shot way up again, about 33 cents a gallon. Now, Biden was quick to take credit for it when the gas prices came down, thanks to his abuse of the strategic oil reserves. But now that he's not using them, what did we tell you on this show months ago? The minute they stop using them, gas will go up again. But they wanted it to come down for the midterms. Do you feel like you've been played? If you don't feel like that, you're a buffoon. Hopefully you recognize you were being played when we did, and we brought that information to you. It doesn't make us smart. The little weasel Attorney General Merrick Garland, you're going to hear him tell all of us, as if we're fools, how impartial he is. Miranda Devine will react to that, and I think you'll love what she has to say. The skinny out of California is frightening, and it should frighten every American, especially those who have children. Gavin Newsom's wife, Jennifer, is involved in a nonprofit and another for-profit operation whereby she makes porn movies and has sold them, peddled them, to over 5,000 schools in America exposing this porn to something like 2 million children. Children. 
And if you go on the website, I believe it's called OpenTheBooks.com, you'll see these movies, but a warning should accompany my statement about them. They're triple X rated. And this is what's passing as appropriate for children in our schools, thanks to the Newsom family. And wait till you hear how the Newsoms are raking in the cash illegally. It's pathetic. And this is the guy they want to step in and run for president? Well, I guess that would be apropos. One crook replaces another. But it won't happen. And you may not have noticed, but a new chief of staff has been appointed by Biden. Ron Klain is resigning. That's not unusual. Presidents have chiefs of staff that resign during administrations all the time. Donald Trump had it happen to him. Sometimes it's just time for a change. But what is disturbing is who replaces Klain. Klain was bad enough. But a guy by the name of Jeff Zients is replacing him. Now, who's he, you say? Well, he was the COVID czar for Biden, the guy who presided over the single most disastrous thing other than the southern border that's happened in the last two years. This is the guy who was behind mandates, behind you losing your job if you didn't adhere to his mandates. He is an uber-liberal who made a fortune on Wall Street while the Bidens all tell, oh, the Wall Street, we don't like Wall Street. You'll hear Stephen Miller react to this guy, and you'll love what Stephen Miller has to say. It isn't good. And then there's Antifa roaming the streets down in Georgia and everywhere else, causing trouble, violence galore. You'll hear CNN, how they love them. They stand up for them, even though Antifa destroyed CNN's building just a year or so ago. Huh. Gabriel Nadalis, who was once a member of Antifa, will comment on it. And Bill Maher has some things to say about the school system. Apparently has a teacher in his family who is uh, a teacher and who, while he says nothing against her, but there's a lot of problems in our school systems. And he wants them addressed, of course, don't we all? One of which is the Newsom family. How sickening is that? So we've given about $100 billion to Ukraine now, and I guess that's a fair exchange for the Biden clan to get about $10 million in cash. Cash. I'm not talking about Cash Patel. I'm talking about the Biden cash issue. That's an equal trade, right? $100 billion of our dollars so that the Bidens could profit $10 million. How fascinating. Let's listen to KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, as she gets pressed. Are you saying the president did Well, he said he was surprised. He said he was surprised. Any of the documents. He said he was surprised. I'm just going to leave it there. Do you think people might question that? Given that you keep every, I mean, every few days, it seems we are finding that more documents have been found at his house. What I'm telling you is what the president has said, which is he takes this very seriously. Yeah, he takes it very seriously. Yes, he does. Very seriously. <laughs> But you've been saying that all along, that he takes it very seriously. That seems to be your anthem from over there, doesn't it? Peter Ducey asked her a question about Biden being part of a cover-up, and listen to this answer. Is President Biden involved in a cover-up? We have been very clear here from this administration. The president has been very clear that um, he takes this very seriously. What did I tell you at the top of the show, right? Oh, she wasn't done. Here's a reporter who wanted to know one example of Biden taking it seriously. When you and the White House and the president all say that the president takes these classified documents very seriously, without commenting on the ongoing uh, legal issue, what would you point us to that would demonstrate that seriousness? I'm going to really refer you to the White House Counsel's office. I, I am. I'm going. I. I am. She's an embarrassment. Biden takes it so seriously. Well, what can you point to to give us evidence to make us believe that he takes it seriously? Well, I'm going to refer you to the White House Counsel. 
So what does the White House counsel say? Well, Ian Sams is their spokesman, and they trotted him out. And he had to respond to Biden's comment about, I have no regrets. Here's what this moron said. It's really important to, to take the soundbite and understand the context. He was asked a question by a reporter about the disclosure publicly of this information. You know, I think that he was asked specifically, do you regret not disclosing this information to the public earlier? And I think that the answer, and of course he said he had no regrets, and the answer is because he's been promptly, his team, his legal team, has been promptly disclosing information to the proper authorities as a part of an ongoing investigation. That's just a lie. That's just a lie. What do you mean you've been promptly disclosing stuff? You've done anything but that. If you're promptly disclosing things, why are you discovering documents every other day and now the FBI actually had to do their job and come in and inspect your home? However, your lawyers were allowed to watch. There was no warrant necessary because the FBI gave the Bidens a heads up. Hey, we're coming, so you better hide anything that really will look bad. We'll get the other stuff. Did they give Donald Trump that kind of warning? Did they allow Donald Trump's lawyers to stand there and watch what they were doing? No. We heard from Alina Haba and we heard from Christina Bob that they were shut out. They were told to stay outside of Mar-a-Lago while the corrupt FBI Gestapo searched Donald Trump's home and Melania Trump's closet. So, no, there isn't the same standard going on here. Good morning, Joey. How are you this morning? Kevin, carpe diem. Good morning. Carpe diem to you. You know, Kevin, uh, great show so far. I know, I know I'm kind of jumping in and in the middle of a thought on you, but uh, I wanted to get with you early when I had an opportunity here. Uh, you know, this rash of violence going on in this country, which has been, you know, obviously continuing for a while, and uh, we've had many discussions with Cleo and others about it, but you mentioned yesterday about all these these idiots that were hoping that this California shooter was going to be a white guy. And of course he was actually an older Asian man. Well, now they have another shooting out there yesterday in a similar area. And once again, the shooter is an Asian man. That's two in a row. I don't know what they're going to do. They won't know what to say. (laughs) All this anti-Asian sentiment, but it's the Asians doing the shooting. Right. I mean, it's just comical. And then then speaking of shootings, you know, this stuff over the weekend down at this. And, and, you know, uh, Kevin, I know you don't venture into the city very often. I I don't either. But I've seen from Highway 40, you know, they got all this glitzy new stuff by St. Louis U. When I I go to the Billikens games, which is one of the few things I do venture down there for, they turn the old foundry into the city foundry. It's like an indoor food court or something. The old National Guard armories now got, I think, a pickleball court in there and a bar or something. Well, of course, over the weekend, there were like 30 cars broke into on those two parking lots. And then there were, there were apparently <laughs> bullets exchanged. And, of course. Uh, of course, the assailants were uh, were teenagers. They were, they, were, they were all, you know, 15, 16-year-olds. Apparently, one of them had an automatic weapon. Well, these people were all, they were all, you know, apprehended by the police. Thankfully, no one was hurt, just a lot of property damage. Well, they were arrested. And then the next morning, some liberal judge down in the city released them back to their parents. (laughs) Well, nobody serves any time. The more heinous the crime you commit, the less time you'll spend in jail. Right, And I, I, I had this thought that I put on uh, social media this morning. Is there even a decent mayor anywhere in this country anymore? It's as if the mayoral pool in these cities, especially these inner cities, consists of single-digit IQ imbeciles who are out to destroy the country. Right. Na- name, well, me a, name me an effective mayor, a good mayor anywhere in this country. I, I think I can name one. I can name one. and uh, Who would that be? I, well, I don't know his name, but I <laughs> I, I, sh- I should know it off the top of my head, but I don't. So there's only – this is a crazy statistic, Kevin, to think about this. There's only one city in the entire country 
that has a population of over over a million people or, uh, that so basically a big city that has a republican mayor one city with that with a large population of the republican mayor and that city is oklahoma city oklahoma which by the way was one of two states where every county went for trump the other being west virginia i've spent quite a bit of time in oklahoma city that is one of the nicest downtowns. You can go down there at night and walk around. They got the river running through the city where you can take a little boat ride and walk along the banks. They got little shops and everything. You know, you, you still see some homeless people on the edges and stuff because it's still a major city, but everything is well lit. I parked kind of near an alley, but they had big halogen lights booming down so you wouldn't feel unsafe. And, is, you know, as far as... It, my personal experience, it's pretty nice in downtown Oklahoma City. They got a, a rooftop mini golf course and all this stuff. But that's a Republican mayor in a city of a million people, only one in the country. And Oklahoma is one of the states that has put at least a bill in their legislature to secede. So they, they want to be by themselves. They don't want any more of this government. They don't want any more of this country. And I don't blame them. I don't either. I wish Missouri would do the same damn thing. We don't, we don't need this corrupt government to run our business. And it, it amazes me because I've been in Oklahoma City, too, quite a bit, and the surrounding areas, Norman uh, doing a lot of games in, in, uh, at the University of Oklahoma, right. and Stillwater, and Tulsa. Oklahoma is exactly as you describe, and there are a lot of states like that. But keep in mind this, Joey, that CNN, when they found out that that shooter uh, in California was an Asian, they said that white supremacists come in all colors. <laughs> now, somebody tried to explain first of all only they could say well the the uh, the asian guy was a he's a white guy but <laughs> according to them a white supremacist can also be black because they come in all colors well kevin now come on this has been done before i i, I know you're not the same generation that i am but one of the most timeless comedy sketches of all time for people of my era was Dave Chappelle back in 2002 when he did his uh, his TV show, which made him, which is what really made him famous. His inaugural uh, sketch on the first sketch of his first episode, which really talk about starting with a bang, was a a sketch where he was a, a KKK guy. You see this, you know, this guy walking around in a hood. And at the end of the episode, they have the big reveal where he's actually a black man. And <laughs> the, st the story they made was that he was blind. He was in a school for the blind, and he was the only black student there. And they didn't want him to, the teachers didn't want him to feel different, so they just told him that he was white, so he'd be a member <laughs> of the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, because that's the way it is now. The indoctrination. Yeah. Wait till you hear later in the show... What Gavin Newsom and his wife, you talk about a, a perverted wench, the, the two of them, one's as perverted as the other, but what they're doing to kids in our school, they're not trying to do it, they're doing it. It's ongoing as we speak. You won't believe anyone who has children should be made aware of this. Oh, you know, as soon as you mentioned that, I already was starting to Google it on my phone and trying to see what, what, what some of this stuff was, but it's happening it's happening with all this stuff. It's so ingrained. I mean, you know, I was I was sitting down. I was sitting down with my sister a couple of weeks ago because uh, she, she's she's expecting, and we were looking at stuff for a baby registry, and we're looking at books, and all of these books start coming up. And every book that's coming up, there's a book called Queer Baby, or you know. Uh, another one that says, you know, uh, my, my baby is, is anti-racist or something, anti-racist baby. God. These are the first books coming up on like, you know, I don't know what it was, Bye Bye Baby or one of these companies. This is what they're pushing as their top picks when you're trying to do a baby registry. That's sickening. I know you're a tech guy because you've helped us with tech issues on the show, but technology has ruined this country. Absolutely ruined it, <laughs> along with the liberal psychopaths. You know, I'm a tech guy. I'm a tech guy because it's a good line of work to be in. But let me, <laughs> I mean, I, I was a teacher formally. And honestly, the main reason I stopped teaching was because it wasn't paying enough. I was teaching. I was teaching technology and also history. And I went back and got my master's and got and just went into full time running the tech in schools. But 
Yeah, I mean, you know, as much as I worked in it, you know, I'll tell you, I love going on vacation and not even taking a computer with me. I mean, oh, I know. It's just... I don't blame you. It's, it's a great feeling. Just sit by the ocean or the mountains and, and to tune the world out. Right. You have to. You have to. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. But, I mean, this city, though, you know, it's just uh, the last part I'll make that I'll let you get on with your, your morning run here. Like, one of the owners, I guess, at this city foundry or whatever, you know, whatever it is down there, you know, they were like, well, we don't want, you know, we want people to feel safe coming here. And then, <laughs> and, and then they got to Shara Jones on and she said, well, yeah, this is bad. We can't have people coming down here and we just opened a brand new entertainment complex and getting their cars broke into. No, nobody's going to want to come. And then they interviewed, you know, a, a, a visitor and the visitor or, you know, a, a patron and the patron said, man, you know, every time we get something new and nice down here, you know, it's, it's good for a little while, but then the crime starts and it's just no good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Well, why don't you change your policies and maybe that will end up changing, but they won't. They won't. Anyway, have a good have a good show. A great start. And yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about this uh, this perverted uh, Newsom situation. Oh, it'll make you sick. I promise you. Get a barf bag ready. All right. All right, Joey. You. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, there's no question that these are the, 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 the these inner cities are a disaster. Well, I didn't realize one mayor in a city of one million or more in this country is a Republican. Carpe diem to the Sooner State. Well, I mentioned that Biden is having so many problems, but the main one now is that his own corrupt party is turning on him. And that means Dick Durbin, again, the most aptly named person in the Senate, Pocahontas and Schiff all turn on Joey B. When that information is found, it diminishes uh, the stature of any person who is in possession of it, because it's not supposed to happen. Uh, whether it was a, the fault of a staffer or an attorney, it makes no difference. The elected official bears ultimate responsibility. You know, the way I look at this is to think about what the Justice Department is doing. It's a reminder that the laws apply to everyone. It is a real problem that uh, these documents are somewhere they shouldn't be. How about Pocahontas? This is a reminder that the laws apply to everyone. These people really think anybody believes that? I mean, really, at this point, do you believe that we can be so fooled by that nonsense? The laws apply to everyone. You raided a man's home without warning. The other one, you said, hey, we're going to send the FBI guys over. Your lawyers can stick around, but just giving you a heads up, we're coming. Somehow she claims that that is the law applying equally to everyone. If I were an Indian, I'm not, but if I were, I'd go on the warpath against her. She's a fruitcake, and for her to claim Indian heritage is sickening. She's a despicable wench who, just because of her tremendous thirst for more money and power, lied about her heritage in order to gain a $400,000 a year job teaching at Harvard. I thought the people at Harvard were supposed to be smart. How did you get hoodwinked by this moron? And she is a moron. Maybe I could go up to Harvard and tell them I'm black and I want to teach critical race theory. They'll probably believe me. If they're dumb enough to think she's an Indian, they're dumb enough to think I'm a black guy. It's incredible. So Ian Sams, who we, you heard from just a few moments ago on the Biden has no regrets and, of course, trying to lie his way through that, he's just like Susan Rice from Obama's uh, regime. Now he trots out the cooperation defense. Here it is. He's fully cooperating with the Department of Justice. We're following DOJ's lead throughout this investigation, making sure that they have access to the information that they need to conduct an efficient and thorough review. How many times have I said that cooperation is not a defense? Because, again, I'll use the bank robbery, or we can use any example, analogy. After you commit the crime, if you then bring back, let's say, the money to the bank, you've still committed the crime. If I steal your car and I get caught and I, then I return the car, is that okay? John Ratcliffe, who headed up the DNI under Donald Trump, 
thinks that's not a defense. Well, first of all, um, they weren't cooperating. It's not cooperating when you get caught. So in this case, it wasn't Joe Biden's lawyers that um, uh, that uh, notified that there was a problem with classified documents. It was the National Archives that reported it to the Department of Justice. So they began cooperating when they got caught. But people need to understand that this is a red herring. Um, cooperation is not a defense in the law. Cooperation goes to the issue of leniency in the sentence that a defendant may get. Uh, bank robbers who show up with the money back at the bank uh, and cooperate still get charged. Um, so cooperation has nothing to do with culpability or liability. Mm -hmm. It only has to do with a sentence that would be imposed. Carpe diem, John Ratcliffe. And it's okay if you stole our analogy about the bank robbers. We've been saying that for weeks, months now. Cooperation is only something that's considered by a judge when he's going to sentence your ass. I had a DWI client one time, and the, I was trying to work a deal out with the prosecutor, and the prosecutor said, well, look at the police report. Your guy was belligerent. I said, well, you're the ones who said he was drunk. What do you expect? I'm telling you, he wasn't, and you're saying he was belligerent. Well, belligerence goes with being drunk. So he wasn't cooperating. That was the point. So why would we give him a deal? That's where cooperation enters. In the sentencing, in the resolution of a case, that's not a defense. Oh, I'm sorry, I killed 17 people, but I'm admitting it. So why should I be charged? I'm cooperating with you. You don't have to solve 17 murders. I did them. Should that be cool? Well, Chris Coons, who's a sitting senator, had the unmitigated balls to lie right through his teeth in claiming Biden is being honest. President Biden um, has said truthfully that there's no there there. And in the end, uh, we will see this was just an inadvertent matter of filing. Wow. That's incredible, especially when you consider what you just heard from Durbin and Pocahontas and even Schiff. Coons is still telling us all that we're full of crap and that Joe Biden's not. And it was just inadvertence. By the way, that's another thing that isn't a real defense. Is it, John Radcliffe? Uh, no. And, uh, you know, I, I think Senator Coons knows that. Uh, look, there is a there there. Uh, and there has to be. Look, I know we're on uh, document uh, uh, batch number five or six in five or six different places, and they can all run together. But the last one uh, confirmed that Joe Biden had documents from his time in the Senate. And here's why that's significant. Here's why there's a there there. There's always opportunities for there to be an inadvertent mistake. That is not possible with members of Congress. With senators, uh, there is no congressman or senator that has anything other than accessing a classified skiff in part of their oversight role. So the only way a document gets in a senator's home is if someone took it willfully, intentionally, deliberately. So, um, uh, you know, there is no inadvertent mistake when it comes to members of Congress having classified documents. Members of Congress view classified documents, as he said, in one of those skiffs, which is a secure room. They don't take them out. They don't even take them back to their office. They're not allowed to. So we're going to try to believe that it was inadvertently moved to the Biden home in several different locations and to Biden's office. Where else? How about the beach house? Well, there's word that the FBI might search the beach house, but Biden went there yesterday while they, or whatever day they were searching his main residence. He went to the beach house over the weekend. Nice that he got a heads up. Hey, we're coming to the beach house. Why don't you go there for the weekend? Clean up what you need to clean up. But this guy's so stupid and incompetent, he couldn't even clean up his own house after the initial discoveries. The FBI gave him time. They said, we're not coming to look. Uh, Merrick Garland said, nah, we're not going to send the FBI over there. We're going to give Joey some time to get that crap out of there. Get with it, Joe. Oh, my God, he still didn't do it. And other his own lawyers discovered more stuff. Then the FBI came in, and now they've discovered more. And this dates back to his Senate days. He's a criminal. He's always been a criminal. We always knew he was shaking down foreign countries for money that's not his. Now we understand he's also a thief. A thief at the highest level of thievery. You don't become a worse thief than Biden is. 
stealing secure documents, classified documents, as a Senate, as a sitting senator. What does that tell you about Chris Coons? Anybody want to check his home? I can guarantee you that Chris Coons is the kind of person that would steal documents since he's making excuses for Biden's theft. And the way they act is that, oh, we've been cooperating all along. As soon as, as, soon as we found out, no, as soon as you got caught. As John Radcliffe points out, when you get caught and then you claim you're cooperating, that's not cooperation. You got caught. And I've got news for everybody, and Cash Patel will tell you, this investigation started long before they claim it did. This investigation did not start because librarians at NARA came out and said there are overdue library books. Excuse me, you guys forgot to return X. As a former federal prosecutor, as a guy who led the intelligence community, classified investigations don't start there. You know where they start? When you have a crime that you are investigating. You know what crime the DOJ was looking at for the last four years? Hunter Biden's laptop. Mark my word, this classified investigation will, it will be put out by the uh, federalization of the, excuse me, the weaponization of the federal government subcommittee on Jim Jordan when they get the following document. The electronic communication, the EC, just like Devin and I got in Russiagate, that is a singular document of the FBI that says where and when the investigation started. It will trace right back to Hunter Biden's laptop. They will find information on it about China and Russia and Ukraine, which led them to go and search for documentation relevant to that crime, which led them to Joe Biden's door. Don't you love it? I mean, that that crackhead son of his who has lied through his teeth, who has obtained a weapon under false pretenses. In other words, he lied, but nothing happened to him. Let you go to a gun store and try to obtain a weapon and lie on the uh, application. See where you end up. Nothing happened to Hunter Biden. Let's see you go down and do crack and put it on a laptop. You think you'll get a knock on the door from the cops? You're a drug distributor? Distributor? Not Hunter Biden. Prostitution's not legal in California, but there he was with hookers on his laptop. Another violation of the law. This guy's unbelievable. And I mentioned at the top of the show that gas prices had gone up 33 cents just in time for you to realize what they were up to before the midterms, dropping gas prices through the theft, more theft of our strategic oil reserves. The strategic oil reserves were not meant for what Biden used them for. They're meant for an emergency in this country. That His raising gas prices originally by shutting down pipelines, that was not an emergency. That was self-inflicted. But in order to make himself look better at the midterms, so that the buffoonish people in this country would vote for Democrats. He went ahead and stole gas from the strategic oil reserves. Now he's stopped doing that. And as we told you at the time, don't be fooled by this smokescreen. As soon as he has to shut that faucet off, gas prices will zoom upward. And here they go. Now, they want them up there keep that in mind. They only dropped them because of the midterms. They want them to remain high. In fact, they're going to go higher because that's what they want. Why do they want that? They want that because they want to force you to accept their alternative green nonsense. So if gasoline prices are too high that you can't afford it, I suppose they think you'll buy an electric car, which you also can't afford, at least most of us. I suppose we could if we wanted to mortgage our children's future or sell our homes and use the money to buy an electric car. Maybe we could just live in the car then. But don't don't mistake anything that's going on. This is what they wanted. And a, another reporter pressed the little black lesbian about gas prices and whether or not Biden takes the blame for the spike when he took credit for the decrease. Well, it's obviously based upon international and climate events. So, for example, winter storm Elliott pulled 2 million barrels off the U.S. market because of refineries that went down. That crimp in supply causes prices to go up. 
What happens in China? Are they going to be opening up soon? Is there expectations regarding an increase in demand? That is something that happens on a global market. The whole point of this is that this strategic petroleum reserve is a tool that we have, that we can control. We may not be able to control the weather. We may not be able to control what happens at OPEC Plus or in China, but we can control what we have access to, and that's why this tool is so incredibly important. We'll see what happens uh, with respect to the price of gas. We know that there are still refineries that have been pulled down both for uh, maintenance as well as because of, uh, of, the, of winter storm Elliott. Um, but in the end, uh, we think it'll it'll be balancing out soon. I mistakenly said it was Karine Jean-Pierre. That was Jennifer Granholm, the lying energy secretary. So if I understand that correctly, now that they've stopped stealing from the strategic oil reserves, which, by the way, she made sure you knew that they control it, they own it. They don't care about us. They don't care if they drain the strategic oil reserves so that when an emergency pops up, perhaps heating problems, there won't be any. They don't care. But she blamed Winter Storm Elliot. She blamed China. If I'm not a fool, winter storms occurred during Donald Trump's four years. If I'm not a fool, China was still alive and well during Donald Trump's four years. If I'm not missing anything, Donald Trump must have been a miracle worker because he overcame the winter storms. OPEC, she says, OPEC was there when Donald Trump was president, but Donald Trump didn't prohibit drilling. Donald Trump opened a pipeline. All of this is self-imposed because you want prices to skyrocket. She actually believes that someone's going to sit there and listen to that line of crap. Well, it's not Biden. It's the winter storm. The winter storm did it. Amazing, isn't it? The winter storm had nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. It was the decision to stop thieving or stealing, I should say, not thieving, stealing the strategic oil reserves. All right, well, apparently we are, (laughs) once again, um, down. This wonderful charter has robbed us of our show, so we'll simply stop and start up again. Let's, uh, Let's try that again. Anybody hear us? If you hear us, let us know again because people are saying that we're not up, that it dropped all of a sudden. It's amazing how these things happen, isn't it? Okay, we're back. Okay, good. So we are back. I don't know how Charter is so ungodly incompetent that that happens as frequently as it does. But I hope you heard Jennifer Granholm lie If you didn't, I'm going to let you hear it again. Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, was asked about Biden taking the blame for the tax increase since he took credit for the decrease thanks to robbing the strategic oil reserves. Well, it's obviously based upon international and climate events. So, for example, winter storm Elliott pulled 2 million barrels off the U.S. market because of refineries that went down. That crimp in supply causes prices to go up. What happens in China? Are they going to be opening up soon? Is there expectations regarding an increase in demand? That is something that happens on a global market. The whole point of this is that this strategic petroleum reserve is a tool that we have, that we can control. We may not be able to control the weather. We may not be able to control what happens at OPEC Plus or in China, but we can control what we have access to. And that's why this tool is so incredibly important. We'll see what happens uh, with respect to the price of gas. We know that there are still refineries that have been pulled down both for uh, maintenance as well as because of, uh, of of winter storm Elliott. Um, but in the end, uh, we think it'll it'll be balancing out soon. Well, that's what she says. But she also said in that clip that they control the strategic oil reserves. What do you mean you control them? That isn't to be used 
for any reason whatsoever. She blamed Winter Storm Elliott and China for the spike in gas prices. Winter Storm Elliott? China? If I'm not mistaken, there was there were winter storms under Trump's four years of office. China existed then. OPEC existed then. She blames all of that. But Donald Trump allowed drilling. He didn't ban it. Donald Trump opened a pipeline. He didn't close it. Donald Trump knows how to negotiate with OPEC. In fact, the Saudis were extremely friendly with Donald Trump. None of that's true under Biden, and it's all self-inflicted. So, Jennifer Granholm, you are full of crap. You're a thief just like your boss. Every one of you SOBs are corrupt up there. And then, of course, you have the weasel, the ultimate weasel, Merrick Garland. Now, he actually thinks, I I do believe this, he actually thinks that we believe his bullshit when he acts as though he's somehow impartial. Listen to this little weasel. The department has a set of norms and practices. They uh, ensure that we adhere to the rule of law. These mean, among other things, that we do not have different rules for Democrats or Republicans, different rules for the powerful or the powerless, different rules for the rich or for the poor. We apply uh, the facts and the law in each case in a neutral, nonpartisan manner. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's my only reaction. What about your reaction, Miranda Devine from the New York Post? I mean, it's just laughable, honestly. You just look at the way, as you have said, they're treating Antifa compared to January 6th. All right, apparently we're gone again, so if you can hear me, fine. I'm just going to restart the entire uh, program. Uh so let's simply do that now. 